Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here. If you like this show and you want to make your own, let me tell you about the free platform Anchor. It's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You can add songs from Spotify and create any type of content that you are looking for. Anchor will distribute it all for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, lady, if you're looking for that extra dose of behind-the-scenes content that Terry and I put out after every episode, go to herspacepodcast.com, click Patreon, Wisdom Wednesdays with Terry, and you will be taken to our Patreon page where for the entire month of September, you will have free access to our after shows. Check it out. And we hope that you become a subscriber. And I just love that Black women are being told about having the support system, right? The mentors, the sponsors, all of the things that for many years other people had in their back pocket as a superpower. Other colleagues and contemporaries, they may have been taught that, oh, you always want to have a work mentor and an ally and a sponsor at work, but we didn't know that. And I think we already have to fight an uphill battle as Black women in the workplace. But when we have the support system, I cannot tell you how impactful. And Don, I'm sure you know this as well, but my coaches have been in my life when it comes to negotiation, difficult conversations at the job. I mean, that coupled with therapy, I feel like I just have this incredible team and board of advisors that allows me to show up and be my best self, right? Like you don't have to do it alone. It's kind of what I constantly remind myself of. And I'm just so happy that we are creating a space where Black women can be privy to these resources and conversations. Welcome to Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Terry here from the Herspace Podcast, and I have a question for you. Do you want to start your own podcast? Have you been thinking to yourself, you know what, I want to start a podcast, but you just haven't taken the leap? If that's you, I got you. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your own podcast from start to finish. So visit terrylomax.com and click on the pink link in the middle of your screen and register for my free podcasting masterclass. All right, lady, today we have a very special guest in her space who's going to talk to us all about finding career success. Dr. Kimberly A. James is the founder and lead consultant of the James Consultancy Group, a career consulting company that provides individuals a path to personal and professional success. Dr. James, also a licensed psychologist, has over 20 years of experience empowering individuals and groups to recognize their strengths, create successful action plans, and realize satisfying and dynamic lives and careers. 
Dr. James has held multiple leadership roles in academia, including an assistant dean position at Stanford University and completed leadership training at Wharton San Francisco and Leadership Houston. Dr. James, welcome to HerSpace. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you very much. We are so excited to have you. And Dom is going to go ahead and kick it off with our quote of the day. And then we are just going to jump right on in into this juicy conversation about finding career success. Our quote of the day. Rent your title. Own your character. Comes to us from Tashonda Duckett. And lady, if you have been listening to us for a while, then you know that earlier this season, Tashonda Duckett appeared on her space to talk about integrating and having a diversified portfolio. And so again, that quote, rent your title, own your character. And we felt that this quote was incredibly fitting for our discussion today with Dr. James. So let's dive right on in. Dr. James, what we want to focus on today is about finding career success, right? And when I hear, you know, the quote, rent your title, own your character, I come back to this piece about renting your title. When you hear that quote, what comes up for you in terms of the work you do with people in their careers? Wow, that's a really interesting quote. I was thinking about that and processing it as you were reading it. The one thing that stood out for me or came up for me is renting your title, especially as I think about my own career. I've held several different titles, but what I hope and always aspire to do no matter where I'm working, what title I hold, I continue to exhibit a character of authenticity, support, strength, again, throughout. So that's what comes up for me when I hear that quote. I really love that. Dr. James, I wanted to know, can we just dive right into what is the difference between a job and a career? Because I think oftentimes people use them interchangeably. But if we can get super clear on the difference between the two, I think that can lead us closer to the success in both realms, right? Because I think they both serve a purpose at some point in our lives. Absolutely. The main difference, as I see it, between a job and career, a job is your work or a series of tasks that you've been hired to perform to earn money to support your basic needs. Whereas a career is more of a long-term professional journey. It encompasses your ability, networking, your management style or a management style that you respond to if someone else is managing you, of course, and overall navigating the world of work. So it's something that, as I see it, is all throughout your life. A career is really going to exhibit all of your skills and abilities, every type of training that you may take in all throughout that long journey. Whereas a job, again, is just focusing on is this, you know, short term, long term, part time, here are the tasks that you have in front of you that we've hired you to complete. And so then when 
someone is within their career path, their career trajectory, they may have multiple jobs within that career. Absolutely. They may have multiple jobs, you know, that expresses exactly where they are at any given time period in their career. So someone may start off as doing something that calls for a lot of very specific tasks and they may focus on something more broader or as they're picking up additional skills as they move throughout their career. I've always thought, you know, in that career trajectory or that journey that you're always picking up people places and things. And some of those things, again, can be training, people, mentors, and sponsors, and places, hopefully working at different agencies or organizations. That's so interesting. Just hearing you speak about the difference between the two, it makes me think about where one's life purpose fits into the picture. And so I just love to hear your perspective on you know, do you think that there is an intersection between one's life purpose and the career or even the job that they choose? I feel like these days it's very popular for folks to just, you know, maybe share publicly, just I'm searching for my purpose, right? I'm trying to figure out what I'm here for. And I think that oftentimes it'd be ideal for that to correlate with our career or job, right? So that you can do what you love. And as they say, it feels like you're not working, right? So what do you think about purpose and how it intersects with career and jobs even? I think that one, that was a great question. And I think more often in recent years, I've had clients talking about what their purpose is. Whereas in the years past, it was like a focus on what's my aptitude. Here's where I did my internship. You know, what career has demand or growth potential? Maybe peppering that with some assessments to really hone in on their interests and values. But again, in recent years, I'm hearing more people bringing in these deeper questions. What do I really enjoy? What do I value? What type of work aligns with my value? What type of lifestyle do I really want? Do I really want a nine to five? And will I have impact or influence? These seem to be core questions that more individuals are asking themselves as they are really thinking about what type of career they would like to have. Those are good questions to ask. <laughs> those, those really are great questions. And I, as you were laying out some of those questions, one of the things that I was curious about is with the clients that you work with, you know, I'm assuming. And so correct me if I'm wrong, that you work with clients from executive level. So like CEO, VPs to college students who are trying to figure out what career trajectory they want to take. And so do you see a difference at each career level in what people are saying their purpose needs to be or what their values are? Sure, not to stereotype or lump, you know, all levels in in the same basket, but you do see some themes, whereas the college student may be, may at times be more open to exploration and looking at, you know, they haven't started on that career path yet. So they're looking at merging different interests where depending 
course, on the age of the executive or manager that I've, you know, worked with, possibly when they were going through their academic careers and internships and thinking about what they wanted to do, things weren't as open as merging. Like, can I be an architect and merge that with biology? Possibly at that time, those things were not discussed in the same way. Also, with different demands as we get older, as we move up the career ladder, sometimes maybe I'm going to move to Italy for this internship because I really want to change my career because I've been thinking about what my value really is. Sometimes it's not as easy for some than others. So sometimes a lot of my work is hopefully helping whoever is sitting before me to change their lens a little bit and look at what the possibilities are and to see how that can fit into their lives. Because sometimes I have noticed those out in the working world for a long time, possibly in the same organization for a while, it may be a little challenging to see how they can break out of that and do something a little differently. And that's where I come into picture, so to speak, to really encourage them and help them to say, oh, wait a minute, this is something I can do. This is possible. There are lots of different avenues to reach a certain goal. And I just want to make sure that all my clients have access to those avenues so they can make an informed decision. I think that many of us probably either have been here or we know people who are in jobs or careers that are not very fulfilling. They don't necessarily like going to work every day or are not having good experiences where they are currently doing work or where they are employed. But Dr. James, it seems like you have found a career path that is fulfilling for you and that excites you. And so I'd love to know if this is applicable, right? Can you walk us through an experience or just a situation in life or maybe even like a thought process or something that led you to this career that you have of really just empowering others to find career success and move through whatever career or professional journey they're on? Was there like a moment for you or an experience or was it like a culmination? And if so, can you just kind of walk us through what that experience was like? Sure. I think it was a culmination of different events and experiences. And first and foremost, just to go all the way back, just I want to give honor to my father, who's no longer with us, but he was an HR guy, you know? So I kind of grew up at the dinner table, so to speak, talking about careers, talking about the world of work and hearing about, here are the rules and here are some rules that may not be taught to you. They may not be published in a book. And here's some, some things you need to know as you're navigating your own career. So as mentioned in my intro, I am a licensed psychologist, so I was always committed to and dedicated to supporting others through challenges. But what I started to see through my own career was how some people seem, and in a way, I almost hate to use this term because sometimes it turns people off, but I saw up close and personal how some people really knew how to play the game and get ahead in the world of work, and others did not. And in that, in collecting stories, and also in my work as a psychologist, I was often 
supervising future psychologists and feeding them some of these rules, so to speak, and and things to look out for so they wouldn't fall into some of those unfortunate circumstances that I saw happening around me at different positions that I held. So it kind of all came together with that. And often we want to give back to our community. That's very important to me. And in that giving back is to say, hey, you're walking towards this really big sinkhole. (laughs) And I'm here not just to tell you, hey, go forth and be this great psychologist or whatever you choose to do after you finish this degree, but to make sure that you're able to read those signs that could be blaring for me, but for someone who's just not in the habit of looking for certain things, they may be oblivious to that. So again, I think throughout the years in actually, you know, I say boots on the ground, really one-on-one supervising future professionals, it just kind of came to a head to say, you know, I I think I'm good at this. (laughs) And I really like to take it to the next level and help others because I've seen, unfortunately, just some people just torpedo their careers because they just didn't know what the rules are or how to, again, play the game. That's so interesting. It sounds like a lot of people that are on, I would say, that are living a fulfilled life or have a fulfilling career often find that place by way of either a painful experience, some type of realization, or wanting to give back. So I think that could be telling to any of our listeners where it's like, you may be in a place now where it isn't ideal, but if you kind of look around and think, okay, what can I change or how can I make this better for someone else? It sounds like that was something that was key for your journey, Dr. Janes. And so when you think about a takeaway that you wish all Black women knew about thriving in their career. It sounds like you have years of the family dinner talk that you can refer to in addition to your professional experience. Can you talk about some of the things that you just wish that Black women knew about how they can thrive in their career? Absolutely. I wish that all Black women knew how to strategically manage their career. Now, of course, what is that? (laughs) Where do I start? Where do I sign up? That really includes, you know, goal setting, managing your tasks, successfully securing a mentor. You hear that a lot, but also a sponsor. And I think a lot of folks out there, you know, from whatever background, but I have found in working with a lot of Black women, sometimes they're not getting the same messages as their classmates. Mm -hmm. So you're hearing more and more about really making sure you're securing a sponsor. But for me, it's been more recent. So just to get into that just a little bit, a mentor is someone that can help guide you, support you, help you avoid some pitfalls in your career. And we all need that. That is just wonderful to have a really great mentor. And I will say this too, for Black women, that mentor does not have to be a Black woman. Sometimes your mentor is going to come in wrapped in a different package, so to speak. They're going to come from a different culture and they can be just as valuable to you or get both. You know, if it's something you really want, I really want a black female, I really want another black woman to be a mentor, but I would really encourage, as I always do, get another mentor 
who is from a different culture to challenge yourself and, and guide you possibly in a yes. different way that you haven't thought about. That I think is really critical. But to get back to the mentor and the sponsor, the sponsor is someone in your work environment that behind closed doors is going to be singing your praises. We have to have that. We have to have that. That does not minimize the wonderful skill set that you bring, the hard work that you're doing. But everybody, and I'm not saying just because we're Black women, I'm saying in addition to everybody needs a mentor and a sponsor. Sometimes that mentor may not even work at your job or place of employment, but the sponsor is someone right there that knows your work intimately and is really your best cheerleader when you're not in the room. You're not in that boardroom and someone is talking you up. Sometimes your mentor and sponsor can be the same person. And so in full disclosure, if I you're do lucky. want <laughs> right. I do want to acknowledge that Dr. James, we know each other because you were my supervisor slash mentor slash sponsor during my postdoc. I completely wholeheartedly agree that it is so important to have someone on the ground in that same space as you who really can sing your praises. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, Dom, and I love that you called out and shouted out Dr. James for the <laughs> awesome work that she's done with you. And the thing is, I want to know, have you ladies ever heard this? Because I think that maybe it's like a, I don't know, it feels like a, a younger sort of immature mindset, but I think it's something that many of us have either heard or maybe have had ourselves. But there's this idea that I remember hearing about when I was younger and also at some stages kind of adopting as I was figuring out who I am, where it was like, oh, I don't like people. And I often hear that a lot, like, oh, I don't like people. I don't like the network. I don't like people. But based on what you were saying, Dr. James, it sounds like, you know, we often hear your network determines your net worth. So having a diverse, you know, whether you want to call it a board of directors, right, or a sponsor and mentorship partnership, that stuff is important. And being engaged with people is going to help you achieve that career success, right? Because people are going to be the ones hiring you. So have either of you ever heard that sort of notion of, oh, I don't like people, I don't work well with people, anything like that? Oh, I definitely have heard that. And my response is that we got to figure out how you can get there. <laughs> we have to, because just for the reasons that you outlined, because people are going to be working around you, most likely, I know the world of work is, has changed, you know, and it continues to evolve as a lot of us are working from home, but people are going to be hiring you, hopefully mentoring you and sponsoring you behind closed doors. So mm. I work really hard with clients to say, okay, I hear you, but let's talk about how you can get even a little bit towards the middle. I'm not looking for, I love people now, but yet <laughs> what, is, what else can we focus in on, you know, so you can get to the point where it, it's not something that turns you off so much and then in turn turns you out from employment and great opportunities. Wow. 
that is on point. And maybe it's a matter of I don't like certain people and maybe what type of people do I want in my circle and in my life? And that way you can draw in those people. But I'm glad that you share that because I know that that's been something I've heard before. And Dom, I just want to know if you've heard that and kind of get your perspective as well. Yes, I have heard that as well. And I think when I hear that, I think it's often coming from a place of maybe some social anxiety or maybe some fear around putting yourself out there. Mm. And because when you put yourself out there to network, like that involves some level of vulnerability and that involves some level of risk. And I love what Dr. James said about getting to the root of like, okay, how can we get you to a space where you feel comfortable to engage with people? Because the reality is in order for you to take that next step, you will have to network and you will have to kind of play the game. And so I want to kind of go back to this notion of playing the game. Because I think that a lot of what we've been talking about so far really is like part of that game. And so, Dr. James, when you mention the term like playing the game, what are some concrete tips that you would give to people in terms of being able to truly thrive in their career by playing the game? Absolutely. Again, building that strong foundation of, of course, doing your best work, securing that mentor and sponsor and some allies in the office. You, you need people to connect with and to support you as you will be supporting them. So it's very important to have allies. Improving the job that you have. If you feel, I really like this job that I'm in. I think this is a great step for me right now through my career trajectory. Then you really want to think about assessing your skills. And that could be anything from taking actual assessments, but also really staying informed about your field, being active in professional organizations volunteering for different opportunities in the workplace and taking any type of training or courses to really up your game, so to speak, to make you even more attractive because what you're going to be doing is thinking about what that next step is. So it will fall into place, hopefully pretty easily, of what type of training that you would like to sign up for or engage in to get you to that next step. So those are the kind of things that come to mind for me. And of course, always, anytime I have a chance to say it, self-care, take care of yourself through this. It can't be all work, 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 work. It has to be some play and and rest and relaxation and, and community and connection. So you want to make sure that you're taking time just for you and your interests away from work. And it makes you a much more interesting person when you you go to work, you have something to talk about, right? So (laughs) what did you do this weekend? Well, work, you can't be that way. (laughs) So you want to be as well-rounded as possible. But very quickly, just going back to some of the things that 
came up for me when I'm thinking about what message do I really want to give to Black women about strategically managing their career? This is something that's come up. Now, again, I would not be where I am without family and friends. I wouldn't, period. But sometimes family and friends are not always in the best position to help us make career decisions or changes in our career. Ooh, and this comes up. Yes. And this, this can be a bit of a sensitive topic and I understand. So I'm not here to say, you know, dad was wrong or mom, what was she thinking? You know, that, that's not my role, but yet that's why I, I heavily encourage clients around gaining that mentor and that sponsor. Someone that knows your field. It could be also someone that doesn't from a different field. They can really give you a different view on what your next steps could be that are just so unique and valuable that you wouldn't get if you're always talking to people that do something very similar to what you are engaged in at work. So that's something that came up for me. And the last thing I'll say too is not to view obstacles or small setbacks as insurmountable and then shutting down. This is something that I've seen throughout my career. And when we talk about playing the game, I'm not here to say you can never be emotional or too emotional. It's, it's a little subjective here and there, sometimes not. But yet, when things come your way, didn't feel good, didn't feel right, that's what that mentor is for, to go and discuss that with them. Don't feel, well, I got this, you know, evaluation, a couple of points were on there that didn't make me feel great. Okay, but don't shut down. Ask yourself, given this information, given this feedback, given this incident, how can I turn this around strategically so I can continue to move forward in my career? Too often, I've seen Black women and others just shut down behind that because emotionally it, it's painful, it's hurtful, or they weren't prepared for it. So they're not quite sure what to do. So those are the things that really stand out for me when I think about what messages I really wanted to give to Black women. Do not shut down and allow any type of feedback or setback really just stop you in your tracks. That's not the end. Maybe just the beginning it may have you looking at yourself in a whole unique way. That's going to be quite an asset, whether to your current position or the next one. That was so powerful, Dr. James. And I think that was spot on. And it sounds like the most important advice, if we're kind of pulling in everything that we've discussed, is having a strategy and seeing the long term game. Right. It's not necessarily about oh, I'm going to make this much money or, oh, I get this cool office. But it's like, okay, what is my long game and who is my support system? Those sound like the sort of two focal points when it comes to finding career success is really having that long-term game, your goals, right? Because you have to define what does career success mean to me, right? What does career success mean to me? And then who's my support system? And as I'm sure all of us have been aware of, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people have been furloughed or lost their jobs. So what advice would you give those people that are contemplating a career change or looking to find any employment? Is there an additional step or something that you haven't mentioned already that you would definitely want to share with those folks? I'm not sure about new ones, but I would stress again, self-care is a must. 
because that can be a very big blow to people emotionally. And again, what happens is a lot of people end up shutting down because they're embarrassed, they're filled with shame, they're angry, they're worried, you know, and I can go on and on. So because of the emotional response that people often have if they're furloughed or with any type of job loss, self-care is a must. You have to take care of yourself to the best of your ability. Now, I'm not saying jump over working through your emotions, but yet you have to integrate that self-care, walking, listening to soothing music, you know, whatever does it for you, and especially rest, that is critical. So I just wanted to underscore that. Another thing is just asking for help from your network, not just your tight network, but your broader professional network. Again, I see a lot of clients who just want to hide. They, they want to hide the fact that they were laid off, furloughed, and they have this job loss that they're dealing with. And they just kind of want to move on as quickly as possible. But I think it's very important to let people know it's up to you what you share with them. You don't have to get into every single detail with every person you connect with, but it's very important to let your broader network know you're back out there, you're looking for a new position. If they happen to see anything, please let me know. Something matches up with my skill set because, of course, you're going to have your LinkedIn profile up to date. So if something looks really aligned with my skill set, and if they happen to know you more on a personal level as well, and they know how you like to work, you want them to keep you in mind as they are going to work and hearing about different opportunities that are coming up. A lot of people, and I'm not shunning this, I think it's great to go online, search for positions. A lot of people secure great positions with that method. Yet, most positions are found through people that we know. So you need to let the people you know, know (laughs) that you are looking and you're on the market. And hopefully that can lead to some great opportunities. And again, staying active in professional organizations. Of course, people get very busy. Sometimes they kind of let that go as they have other responsibilities in life, but you have to stay somewhat active in these professional organizations because I think those are great go-tos for, hey, what's coming down the pike for this profession? What are some of the new positions? How are the new positions being written and thought about? How is AI going to be impacting my career? You want to stay active and in communication with others in those organizations. So you can hopefully hit the ground running at different mixers, networking events, and again, letting those folks know, I am looking for a position. That is a really good point. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. And again, going back to the support system and the people, your network is so key. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing, Dr. James. And I think my takeaway from that is that Part of reaching out to that network and updating your profile on LinkedIn and just being open to what may come your way 
in that openness, I wonder what it's like to totally shift in career trajectory. Like how possible is that? Like, would you recommend someone to do that during this time, during the pandemic? Well, that's a great question. And and can I wiggle out of it by saying it depends? <laughs> it really <laughs> depends. It depends on the person. It depends on what they're looking for. And, and ultimately, how risk aversive they are. So some people, when you say totally shift, they're, they're shutting down as soon as they're going to hear this. They're, <laughs> they're like, what? Totally shift? Like, that's, that's a bit much for some people. So for, for a shift that someone is interested in making for some, because they cannot really sit with a lot of major change right away, we may break it down into different pieces and parts, something more digestible, so to speak, for them. So it doesn't feel like, oh my gosh, the room is spinning. I don't even know what I'm doing. I've taken on too much. It's too much change too soon. But overall, is this a time? I think this is a great time to make a shift if that's something you really want to do. And I would just say, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, lots of different things around the world of work and about people really coming to that decision, I think I do want to change. I think I'm ready to leave. Whether they're not feeling valued, the company organization is sinking, their job keeps changing. It's like, okay, I'm doing what now? Like it's it's always changing. Your supervisor, director, manager is not communicating with you anymore. You're getting silent treatment. You become bored or the stress is just too high. Whatever the reason is, I would just caution people to plan your exit as wisely as possible. Now, there's some of us that can just say, I'm out, I'm done. And they're comfortable in that space and they will use the time wisely and effectively to start the search after they have left a position. Then there are those folks who are, that's just too much again, too soon. So you want to, again, strategize your exit, know your numbers, your benefits, your monthly expenses, retirement. Again, update your resume, LinkedIn profile. Make a list of possible employers. You know, some people really need those lists and step-by-step processes to really make that change. And neither one is right or wrong. It's just a matter of what works for you. That is the best advice. I feel like we should do a quick mic drop, Dr. James, because that was just so encouraging for folks. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, that may be in that position because I just want to say, I think as you were speaking, I was thinking back to a time when I got fired and I was devastated. I mean, I was in college at the time and it was a university job, but I was so embarrassed. And I feel like my sort of go to, I want to say action was to just kind of go into solitude and just like hide out because I was just so embarrassed. But I think that you just offer some really great advice. Yes, you want to process your emotions, but also taking action you know, is key. And there's not a one size fits all, right? So it's all about just kind of figuring out what's best for you. That was beautifully stated, Dr. James. Thank you so much. You dropped a lot of gems this episode. So many. And I'm, you know, I'm so glad that you shared so many of these gems because Mm -hmm. in our conversations, these are things that you've shared with me along the way and have really helped me to grow in my career. And 
truly helped guide me in some of the difficult career decisions that I've made because you shared these gems. And I'm so glad that so many other people are going to hear these gems. Me too. I'm very excited. And I'm always here to help. You know, I could talk about this topic all day, <laughs> but I'm I'm really happy to be here and share a lot of this information because, again, throughout the years and watching people really make some missteps. And often it's because of the lack of information. They just didn't know. So I'm on the side of helping people find out so they can make their decisions and then act strategically in their careers. I feel like this is such a full circle moment for you two. I'm just kind of listening, just kind of like fanning out over here like, oh, this is so cute. I wish we could be together so we could do a group hug. But, <laughs> I know, right? Like group hug, we got dropped the mic, we got the group hug. But, you know, this is a good time right now, Dr. James, to just shift up the energy on the podcast. And lady, if you are a faithful listener, you know what's coming up, okay? So... Because we recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman and believe that it's okay to be classy and ratchet and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music, Dr. James, we want to invite you to the OU Clatchet segment. So do you take on the challenge? I think I will. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm so happy to hear that. We definitely support boundary setting, but we haven't had anyone say no just yet. They've been curious, but you kind of answered our first question, which was what topic can you talk about all day? And I think we have the answer to that. So I guess what we'll do is we'll switch it up a little bit and we'd love for you to tell us what is your guilty pleasure? Oh, guilty pleasure is probably... (laughs) a tie between nice Netflix Sunday and chocolate chip cookies. There you go. You are a woman after my own heart, Dr. James. Yes. OMG. Yes. (laughs) That's it. We're Sunday at right now. Okay. We need Sunday to hurry up and get here. Gosh, that sounds amazing. (laughs) Let's fast forward a couple of days. Let's do it. So (laughs) next question Which song gets you to the dance floor at the club or party or, you know, wedding reception? But what what song gets you on the dance floor? It never fails. Flashlight. Never fails. Parliament. Can't go wrong. I love it. I love it. Okay. Now. (laughs) I love it. Now I'm going to follow up to that question. Now, Flashlight, I don't know if you could twerk to that one. But I'm going to ask anyway, twerk or two-step, which is your preference? Definitely would be the, well, neither, but definitely (laughs) it would be the (laughs) two-step. There's no twerking in career consulting. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good song to two-step to. You can two-step to Flashlight for sure. I love it. And Dr. James, when you think about how you want to be remembered, how would you like to be remembered when you think about your legacy, the work that you've done, your career, the impact that you've had so far? When people think about you, how do you want them to remember you? Oh, that is a wonderful question. What comes to mind is really being that great mentor, sponsor, therapist, consultant, Ultimately, all of those roles, no matter what hat I'm wearing, is someone who was there 
to support and guide someone else, someone that loved to help others. That's beautiful. Spoken Thank like you. a true therapist. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was just like, oh. <laughs> Dr. James, thank you. Thank you so, so much for agreeing to be on the Her Space podcast with us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And again, this is new for me and I really had a great time. And I know I'll be reaching your listeners and people that otherwise I never would have been able to connect with. So again, I'm here to support others and I want everyone out there to have an enjoyable career. And Hey, one thing we didn't talk about is when you're ready to go, if it's not so enjoyable, how to make that change strategically. So thank you so much for this opportunity. Yes. You're so welcome, Dr. James. And we'd love to know where should our listeners find you if they want to connect with you online, if they want to book a session with you or learn more about your services and offerings, where can they find you online? Absolutely. www.jamesconsultancygroup.com. Awesome. And we'll be sure to add that link in our show notes for you, lady. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the HerSpace podcast. Do you have a burning question you're dying to get feedback on? Do you want an unbiased perspective on a situation you're facing? If so, visit herspacepodcast.com and click Ask Dr. Dom under the Start Here option. Every Tuesday, I'll choose a few questions and answer them at random. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or even a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or if you feel comforted throughout the episode, lady, please leave us a review and tell us what we're doing right so we can stay on track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit herspacepodcast.com and enter your email address to get updates about our live events and all of the new beginnings that we have for this year. Thanks for joining us today in Her Space. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but it is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast, or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. There's something inside of me that's bigger than any obstacle. We'll see you next week, lady.